Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. This is Natalie Pace, your hostess, and this is New Year. So, Happy New Year 2012. Here we are. Uh, thank you for joining me today for a very special episode of The Billionaire Game. I hope you have all of your materials handy. Uh, the first thing that I want you to do is simply ask a question, and let this be the question that is present for you throughout the next 30 minutes as we play the game. I want to ask how would you live if you had all the money in the world? And that's the true purpose of this game, is to really search your soul for what it is that you are really here on the planet to do. And in order for us to do that in a short time span, which is really only 30 minutes, you have to be willing to think outside the box. You have to not censor yourself. You have to have a child's mind and a child's inquisition. You have to reach for the stars. You have to write down things that come to the top of your brain and not say, oh, that's ridiculous, I can't possibly do that. So let this be a dreaming and visioning period without censorship. The Billionaire Game is explained in further detail in Chapter 8 of my book, You Versus Wall Street and Put Your Money Where Your Heart Is. So refer to that later. Uh, Also, we normally will allow you time to fill in the blanks on this game. So this is a game uh, in this show where you're going to be, the game will be described. And it's what's recommended is that you come back and uh, at a later time, whether it's even right when the show ends, and play the game, pausing it when uh, you get to the point where you're supposed to actually do the writing. Okay, so with all the maintenance out of the way, let's dive right in. The game is based around the Thrive budget, which means 50% to survive and 50% to thrive. Most people are not in that. They're in the buried alive and build budget or struggling to survive budget. And if you are someone who always thinks that you don't have enough money at the end of the month, then you are definitely one of those people. Um, Most people are spending far more than 50% on their basic needs, especially today. However, 
I want to give you a couple of examples of uh, both one is a, a, a group of people and the other are, an, well, actually they're both groups of people. The first one is um, at the beginning of the, of the um, 20th century, there were three groups that were really underserved in America. There were African Americans, Hispanics, and Chinese Asians. Um, over the last century, Asians have become the top income earner in America. And the way they did that was by focusing on many of the tenets of the Thrive Budget. They really got their basic needs down, even if they had to put two or three families in the same home, and they placed a very high premium on educating uh, their, their people and assimilating. So that's one of the things that you need to take away from this game is that your ability to jump out of basic needs and jump into the investments that will pay off for you is huge. And the second thing is when we think of our uh, billionaires, um, Bill Gates and uh, Steve Jobs, how many of you think let's, Bill Gates was worth about $46 billion. If he earns a 10% return on his investments every year, then his salary would be $4.6 billion a year. Some years it's better than that, some years worse, but let's use that as an average. So $4.6 billion a year. How many of you think that Bill Gates uses $2.3 billion on basic needs? And you're right, he does not. But the truth is that he never did, and neither did Steve Jobs. When Steve Jobs dropped out of uh, college, he slept on the floor of his uh, friend's dorm rooms. He walked over to the Hare Krishna temple for free food. And he focused on learning, uh, you know, even calligraphy classes, all of the things that he thought were going to help him uh, with the business he was launching in his garage with Steve Wozniak. So, you know, these are just all lessons for you to bear in mind. Now, as uh, in order to start the game, take your piece of paper and do it like you normally would portrait style, you know, just a, a normal piece of paper where the long side is facing up and the you know, the width, uh, the shorter width side is uh, side to side, horizontal. And I want you to fold it long ways into four. So fold it in half and then fold it again so that you have a strip, a long strip that looks almost like a ruler. And then unfold it. And then what I want you to do is recognize you have four columns. And I want you to create... Um, seven rows, one row that's actually a thin row, and then six rows that are equal, equally distributed, uh, fairly thick. So at the top of the first row, I want you to write 10000 a month, and then 100000 a month, and then $1 million a month, and then $100 million a month. Uh, and that's in, so you have the first row and you have four columns. So the first column, the first row is 10000 Second uh, <coughs> column, first row is 100,000. Third column, first row, 1 million. And then fourth column, first row, 100 million. Then your second row is going to be Buy My Own Island Fund. The, th uh, the third row is going to be Charity. The fourth row is going to be Education. The fifth row is going to be Fun that you do now, Immediate Fun. The one, sorry, one, two, three, four, five, sixth row is going to be Fun that you save up for, and then you have another row that's for your basic needs. Um, and again, since you have all been drowning in basic needs forever, 
uh, we're not going to focus there right now. But do know that that does exist, and that's where 50% of your income is supposed to go, not 70%, not 75%, and certainly not 90%. Okay, so um, this month, in your you are earning 10000 a month. That means that you were earning approximately 120000 a year. That's just, it's a game. So whether this is less than you make or more than you make, it's just a game. And I want you to live here for a moment. Um, if that were the case, then you would want to get your basic needs under $5,000 a month. Your first Buy My Own Island fund, and again, I, I call it Buy My Own Island fund because who wants to worry about or think about their retirement fund? But when you think about specific goals that you can have uh, and give them names, then you really do want to invest properly to get there. So this is really your investment fund. It's retirement fund. I want you to put 1000 there. Uh, leave a lot of room because you're going to have to fill in the details later. 1000 in charity, 1000 in education, 1000 in your immediate fund, and 12000 because you're saving up 1000 all year, what you know, each month all year. So you have $12,000 for your the fund that you have to save up for. All right. Now, at this point, I want you uh well, in just a few minutes, I want you to stop the tape and actually fill it in. The goal here is to be as specific as possible. So what would you invest $1,000 this month in if you actually wanted to get to your goal of buying your own island? And again, this is going to be your goal, so you should fill in the blank with whatever it is that you really want to have happen. Uh, it could be send my kids to college fund. It could be trip around the world fund. It could be buy my her first home fund. It could be go back to college fund, get my PhD fund. You get the um, you get the, the gist of this. Charity as well, $1,000. Be specific. Don't just donate to a church or to your church because the way that we understand where your real passion side is, how specific you are. Donate $1,000 exactly where you want to see the change in the world, whether it's putting shoes on uh, children in Africa that need them to walk to school or whether it is uh, nets for people in malaria areas where just a simple net can actually improve their survival, survivability. Whatever it is, um, donate there. Education. Education is the highest correlating factor with income. It makes sense that surgeons make more than gardeners. However, surgeons that educate themselves about investments will make a lot more money than people who have blind faith and don't know anything about investing. Um, so know that lifelong learners are, and those people that actually take charge of their life, those are the people that are going to be the most successful in income, in passive income, and probably in happiness. Uh, $1,000 immediately on fun. How would you have fun uh, with your $1,000? And then the $12,000 on something that's going to make your life more fun. And the reason I focus on doubling your fun budget is that health is the highest correlating factor with wealth. And you cannot earn a dime if you're not healthy. So uh, endorphins are free health pills every day. So you should be focusing on fun. You should be enjoying your life, enjoying your income, enjoying your passive income. Otherwise, uh, you know, what's it all for? All right, so again, here would be where you'd pause and you'd actually fill that out. Now, when I play this game at the beach, we share it. And um, we actually, you know, 
talk about it and discuss it. And I'm going to give you a few examples of things that typically come up. So someone might say, um, for instance, you know, they usually, it's not that hard to get investing right. It's not that hard to get charity right, um, education. But what they might say to me is they might say, you know, when I think about fun, and also I think, you know, a lot of times on the first uh, go-round, they're still a little bit stuck in their basic needs because they know they're overspending there. They're like, you know, my house is fun. Can I spend an additional $12,000 on my house? And to that I would say, well, if it's fun, and if you really do consider it fun, then yes, of course, because no one has written a book on what fun is for you. It's whatever you decide fun is. However, if you are going to spend an additional $12,000 on your house, then what you have to to do is stop whining about not taking a vacation, and you actually have to enjoy your house. I hope this is going to be a little bit helpful to you on how this all works. There's no right, well, there are a few right or wrong answers, particularly in um, the investing part, but in the fun part, it's very much, because happiness is a very personal thing, it's very much exactly what you want it to be. So, okay, so let's give ourselves a raise and let's go up to becoming a millionaire. So if you make about $100,000 a month, then you are going to be uh, worth about making about $1.2 million a year. Before we start playing on that level, we have to start imagining what life is like there. So if you earn a million dollars a year, and that's income, that's not um, imaginary or your business earns a million dollars but you pay yourself zero, a million dollar, over a million dollars that you actually get in income then, of course, your basic needs should be 500000 or less per year, not, you know, a million or two million, which a lot of people are stuck in. And um, this month, $100,000 is your income. You're going to put 10000 in your Buy My Island Fund uh, row, 10000 in charity, 10000 in education, 10000 in immediate fund, and $120,000 in your long-term saving up for fun. Okay, so before you start spending, uh, let's picture ourselves. Now, if you, any of you remember Jennifer Hudson, she won the Academy Award for Dreamgirls a few years ago. It was a supporting actress. It was a big upset. It was really a delight, especially since she had only come in like seventh in American Idol. And um, when she got that Academy Award, chances are she's making, especially with all her endorsements for Weight Watchers, et cetera, at least a million dollars a year. But in order for her to keep that, she has probably a publicist, she has a personal trainer, she has a health diet plan. So she has all of these things going on. Uh, She may be educating herself on how to stay healthy and slim, uh, maybe educating herself on how to, you know, work out every day without hurting yourself. Um, she, I'm sure she's taking vocal lessons. You get the point. You cannot make a million dollars a year unless you really are focused on thriving, on educating, and you also have a team around you. So as you're spending your money, you've got to think of things in this way. So this would be a point now where you would stop the tape and go ahead and spend And again, you have to get very, very, very specific. The universe loves details. Don't just say, oh, I would invest uh, $5,000 of that in stocks and $5,000 in bonds. Or I'd invest $10,000 in real estate. Be specific. What kind of real estate? What kind of bonds? What kind of stocks? 
on charity, again, be very specific because as you sound your soul for exactly the improvements that you think need to be seen in the world, then you can actually start making some impasses there. All right, um, so we're going to pretend that you paused the tape and we're going to come back in. And I want to stick on charity for just a moment here. The reason I focus so much on charity is that actually my best jobs have come through charity. Um, those of you that have read my books uh, know that you know I was actually divorced and desperate, struggling to survive myself when I divorced. And I had a young son to provide for on my own. And granted, I was getting a little bit of support and alimony from my husband, from my ex-husband in the beginning, but it was um, less than half of what I actually needed to cover the bills that I had because, as everybody knows, when you divorce, your income feels like it uh, is cut in half and because you now have two households to support, it feels like your expenses double, and it really does. So I had to get very creative. And one of the things that had happened is that I had actually donated time for my son's school uh, two years prior to divorcing. And those women ended up becoming the uh, board and the human capital and the capital that launched Women's Investment Network, which is my business. So in a very real way, my charitable contributions to my son's school actually made it possible for me to launch my business. And the reason is that Charity groups, where you put your money, I mean, if you're really focused on putting your money there and your time and your talent, you will rise to the top of the leadership of that group very, very fast. And those are your people. Those are people you have a lot in common with. You will form stronger bonds with them than you will in networking groups where you don't have people that you're um, really deeply connected to. So I think that charity is the best networking, and that's why. So, again, we're going to pretend that we're sharing, and if you come to my retreat, then you will be able to share with us and uh, get your personal and your specific goals really keyed in because everybody who shares, I always comment on, and I use it as a teaching example. But one of the things that usually comes up right now, uh, and, again, you'll learn this at the retreat, but there's something called modern portfolio theory. And what modern portfolio theory says is that, one, you have to always keep a percentage which rate safe in your investments, and number two, you always need to diversify. Now, to that, I add, and again, this is spelled out in my book and, um, and every month again in my evening, is that you have to avoid the bailouts, particularly in today's world. You have to add in hot industries, and the most important thing is that you have to annually rebalance. So if you are fueling it monthly with that religious tithing to yourself and you're doing the things I just outlined, then you should be making more than 10% annualized. If you are not and you just buy and hold, you have lost money over the last decade. It's very important. So what I stress here in the Buy My Own Island Fund is those things, is that you you want to make sure that you don't have everything all in on stocks or bonds, or real estate, or gold. You need to be diversified across assets. You need to be safe. You need to be not over leveraged. And you also need to be annually rebalancing. That is that you need to have a strategy in place that allows you to buy low and to capitalize on profits when things have run up. So, um, again, you're going to have to learn more about that in You versus Wall Street, in my easing, by participating in these blog talk radio shows. And most importantly, If you have more than $100,000 at risk in your 401k and your pension and your annuity, whatever it is, then I strongly encourage you to come to the retreat. The next retreat is very special. It's just 12 people in a boardroom setting, and you can get 
the information on the homepage at nataliepace.com under the Love and Money Retreat banner ad. So call us if you want to register or email Heather at nataliepace.com. The phone number is 310-430-2397. There are only five seats remaining available, and it's still the early bird pricing period. So you want to call before January 15th. Actually, you want to call as soon as possible because those seats will sell out by January 15th. Um, we already talked about charity now, Buy My Own Island Fund, and uh, education being the highest correlating factor with income and fun and long-term funds. So I hope that you did okay in each of those categories. I'm going to bump it up. I'm going to bump it up here again, and I'm going to make you a multimillionaire. So if you make a million a month, and that's, again, income, not your business making a million a month, and you paying everybody else, but then you don't have that much left over, your income is a million a month. That means that you're worth at least $12 million a year. That's your income a year. So we've got to put ourselves on that level. And I use, again, I try to use famous people because I just think it's easier. So let's look at Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, who probably make more than $13 million individually per year. But um, let's just use them as an example. If you have kids, if you're earning uh, more than $12 million a year, you are working very hard and you will have nannies for your kids. That's just the bottom line. You can have a lot of help. You can have a housekeeper. You can have nannies. You're going to have a um, personal trainer probably. You may have a personal chef. You may even need to have a private plane. Now, you're definitely going to need it once we get up to the billionaire level, but you might even need it at this level. There may be certain things that you need to do that require you to jump in and run instead of having a three-hour security wait in an airport somewhere. Plus, even being at an airport can be uh, you know, a bit of a problem. So these are all things that you have to take into consideration on this level. Also, your nannies, they have to be pretty well educated because you, you know, they're teaching your kids and you don't want them speaking to your kids in improper, uh, you know, improper grammar, uh, etc. You know, they, they're really teaching your kids all day long while you're working. So I want you to go ahead now, and with that larger picture in that it's not just all about you, you cannot possibly make $13 million a year all on your own, um, I want you to spend your money. Uh, actually, these are investments. I want you to invest 100000 in your Buy My Own Island Fund. And think again, now what's your new goal this year as a multimillionaire? Um, maybe you already have that own, your own island. Is it by my own plane? What is the next goal for this to be? Uh, 100000 on charity, 100000 on education, 100000 on your immediate fund, and $1.2 on long-term fund. And pause and spend. And again, I'm going to come back and I'm going to tell you some of the things that come up for people who are at the retreats and playing the billionaire game live and we do it on the beach in Santa Monica or in some other really magical location if we're in other locations. I'm really tempted to, to do a retreat in Amsterdam so everyone can experience the bike lifestyle if you want to, um, to learn more about that, then go to my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash nwpace or the twitter.com forward slash Natalie Pace. Uh, be sure to join my social networks. And maybe the easiest way to join is to go to nataliepace.com and click on the social networking tab, and then you can join all of them, the YouTube, uh, Facebook, 
Twitter, Huffington Post, etc. So what usually comes up on this level is that fun is a real problem. So people think, I cannot possibly spend, well, look, some people, fun is not a problem. Some people would immediately say, 1.2 million, that's my dream car, or that's my, that's, um, you know, that's a piece of an airplane. I'll, you know, I'll get some partners and we'll buy a piece of an airplane. Or that's actually a piece of a, a Malibu beach house. I'll get 10 partners and we'll buy a Malibu beach house, and each one of us will be like a timeshare. We'll have one month there. So some people have no problem spending it, and they have no problem spending it on themselves. Others really do. So uh, I just gave you some big examples there on how you can uh, up it to $1.2 million. Um, I'll give you another example as well. Actually, I'm going to save this example for the next one because this is actually a billionaire who does the, the next one. So let's go ahead and bump ourselves up because I'm running out of time here to billionaire status. Billionaire status means you make $100 million or more a month. If you are a billionaire and you are making $100 million or more in income a month, you are the son of your city. And what I mean by that is that your energy powers the city. You are the largest, chances are you are the largest employer. Also, you cannot, you cannot get an armored vehicle big enough and strong enough to drive through the ghetto on the way to a mansion. If you are not equitable, if you are not uh, generous, if you are not uh, serving the city well, not, you know, obviously you have to be serving your employees well for them to be earning you that money that, because they are really doing the work for you. You are obviously the vision of it, but they are doing the work for you. But you cannot, if the citizens in your city are not well educated, you won't even have people to hire. So all of this really matters. And as you spend your money, you have to think with that larger vision in place. So you have $10 million for Buy My Own Island Fund, which obviously is going to have a much bigger goal, and write in new goals, $10 million on charity, $10 million on education, $10 million on immediate fund, and $120 million on long-term fund. Pause and spend. Okay. And if you, are, if you paused and spent and you're back and you're like, oh, my God, I can't even, even think of this. It's amazing to me the brilliant creative people I know who cannot get themselves to think on this level, uh, then I want you to do one thing, and that is give the crayon to the five-year-old inside your soul who used to color outside the lines and pause and try it again. And whatever comes to the, stop, the top of your brain, even if it's I want to buy the moon and colonize it, I want you to do that. I want you to stop censoring yourself, and I want you to start dreaming big. Someone dreamed of going to the moon one day, and we actually did it. Someone dreamed of mapping out DNA, and we actually did it. I mean, these, you know, all of our best realities come from someone's dreams, so dream big. And on this level, let's talk about the long-term fun. I mean, every year, and look, Oprah is living in the gray zone. So when she gives out a, a new General Motors car to everybody in her audience, General Motors is paying for it. But that's part of being a billionaire, is learning how to live in the gray zone. The other things that she does, both through her business and also through her own charities, is that she takes her friends with her. She can't possibly go to a vacation and have a whole lot of fun by herself. Sometimes she takes an entire audience with her for a transformational retreat. 
Um, maybe the business is paying for all of that, but if it, she's paying for some of it, part of it's going to be a, you know, a write-off, a tax deduction, et cetera. And by the way, that's important too, because on that level, there's no way that you want to um, just give all your money to Uncle Sam if a lot of this is tax tax deductible. So your charities and your fun and all this can actually be a way of preserving your wealth through foundations. So. Uh, again, you're not going to get everything in this one half an hour. We only have a few minutes left, and so i got to give you the next mandate. But read the chapter in You versus Wall Street and buy your own island. I mean, I'll put your money where your heart is. Come to a retreat, and your next task is this. Three commitments. I want you to write down three commitments that you are going to do right now to start realizing these things in your life. One should be financial. But what you'll start understanding is that time and talent and money are all the same thing. You can start fueling your dreams with your time and your talent right here and right now, even if you think you can't do it with your money yet. And this, the next thing that I do is the faster that you build to get your basic needs under control, the faster you'll have more money to thrive on. And that's my challenge to you is to make those three commitments right now to yourself to start thriving and to find a way to solve your issues in a creative way so that your housing, your insurance, your uh, basic needs, your car, your transportation, all of that are manageable again. And with big, bold decisions, you will find a healthier lifestyle physically, 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 you can improve, beautify your bottom and beautify your bottom line at the same time. Thanks again for joining me. I'm surprised we were able to do it in 30 minutes. Um, you're going to need to educate yourself a little bit more to get this all right. This is the first time I know that you should do it at least once a year. All right, have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful 2012. Happy New Year. Thank you for joining me. Have a delightful day. Thanks again.
Like a raging sea, rolling.